Hey everybody, so welcome again. It's your girl Joy Has Questions on this ridiculous Sunday evening. My leave out is not cooperating because Mother Nature wants to be a vengeful, horrible person, but we are going to work through it. Um, At some point today, I might actually need to have an albuterol treatment because I have like three of the most <laughs> prominent guys of the city. Like when I tell you, like I'm sitting here like, mama, I've kind of made it. I'm very excited to have these gentlemen here. Um, with my little loud mouth self, the fact that I was able to meet them <laughs> and support the business. I probably have bought so much damn chicken from their restaurant that I need stock in the company, um, as well as they have shot my dice to hell. But it is okay, because I'm about supporting our own. So without further ado, I'm going to have you all introduce yourself. Hey, how you guys doing? My name is Rico Nance. I am the uh, creator and owner of Mickey's Retro Grill and Lighthouse Whole Food Grill, as well as 30 Seconds with God. Come holla at me. Come on. Next up, we got... My name is Freeland Payne, uh, owner of Jimmy School's Denim Boutique Lounge and second owner of the Mickey's Retro Grill on Stony Island. Coming to Harlem, Ah, (laughs) y'all. And then last but not least... I'm just Corey Gilkey, an entrepreneur, creative. That's it. (laughs) Okay, so we're not going to do this. (laughs) Okay. I'm just a humble servant of the Lord. You know, just out here trying... Whatever. So your brand is what? Leaders 1354, we have Freestyle in Boxville, Bronzeville. I just want to tell you and let you know that having you all here, all the guys I kick it with are going to be like, oh, she's so lit. Like, she know how to do it. No, I'm <laughs> Exactly. You ain't getting no uh, premier Jordans off of me. Know that now. I can't help you. I ain't nobody's plug. So starting off with, you better know, you already know how to do it, guys. So it is June, which is Afro-Caribbean Heritage Month. So I wanted to bring attention to one of the finest black performers. Like, when I tell you she was gorgeous, like, just stacked. You know how, like... Brickhouse Commodores, like she was out here hidden. So this is none other than Miss Hazel Scott. She was born in Port of Spain in Trinidad and Tobago, June 11, 1911. So her birthday anniversary is tomorrow. Come on, Queen. She also moved to New York with her mother when she was four. Not only did she have the nerve to have a body that would stop traffic, but then she also had the audacity to be a musical prodigy when she went to the Juilliard Musical School in New York. Wow. So I'm like, that's that's amazing. What a time to be alive. So like pretty much the great-great-grandma of Alicia Keys was out here with her own jazz traditions for classical pieces um she was also the first african-american to have her own television show which was the hazel scott show it was a 15 minute long program that lasted shortly from july 1950 to september of the same year we already know how that goes when you see too much you know melanin popping how dare she you know (laughs) thwart the stereotype that we have in play we got to get her off the air but even before Nat King Cole another African-American who just was slaying stereotypes she was the first to do it um she was well received for her jazz renditions in 1945 she was pulling in $75,000 which is the equivalent of like 1 million a year so when I tell you she was in here cute her edges laid didn't need a brother but she definitely was married had her personal life together and was like me and my man are the original Bonnie and Clyde this we are in port of spain in our summer months getting life um on top of it she had it built into her contracts when she did also perform in movies in the fact that she refused to take roles that would stereotype her as being only a singing maid when she performed in film she insisted on having final cut privileges when it came to her appearance and she also demanded that if she did not like the clothes that the studio provided her that she be allowed to have her own wardrobe 
that's huge, especially when, no disrespect to Hattie McDaniels, whose birthday is on today, and she is the first African-American to win an Academy Award for her portrayal in Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. Some people do feel like, was she the original Mona Scott Young, or was she also a pioneer, you know? Mm-hmm. And she kind of <clears throat> does have, like, that... that saw it or tore it past in a sense because no one knows necessarily where to place her hazel scott definitely put a line in the sand it was just like you ain't gonna have me out here shucking and jiving and using my talent she also was escorted out of fort wayne texas in the 50s when she refused to perform after she found out that the venue was segregated Mm -hmm. and she told time magazine if i'm good enough to sing here then it's good enough for people who look like me to sit here in the venue So she died in 1981. Right, died in 1981. Um, Is buried in New York along other greats such as Dizzy Gillespie, Louis Armstrong. Like pretty much, they just got a VIP section in heaven just with jam (laughs) sessions going on right now. Um, And I definitely will be getting my tickets when I get there. So (laughs) I am so proud and happy to celebrate this queen and everything that she has done. So that is Miss Hazel Scott. Definitely get into her because her renditions are dope. I love it. Salute, salute. Um, Put us on. Right. Now into the bullshit that is Cheeto Dust America, (laughs) um, where we just trying to stretch and survive and, you know, sing the chorus from good times. First and foremost... (laughs) This week, so Kim Kardashian, you know, took her all of her fashion Nova glory um, and she went to the White House and is now being accredited as the reason why Trump commuted the sentence for Alice Johnson, a black woman who has been in jail since 1996, Mm -hmm. was sentenced to life without parole, not because she shot up a school like Dylan Root. No, he shot up a church. Sorry, there's been so many yeah, white boys right. in their right. shit. I kind of, you know, forget track right. of what they did. Um, but because it was her first offense, it was a nonviolent drug charge. And they gave her life in prison without parole like she was a psychopath. Right. Um, so Kim Kardashian definitely did do something that's good. Um I wanted you all's opinion in terms of, do you think she should be criticized or applauded for her efforts? First and foremost, I would say she should be applauded for that, this particular effort, you know. It was definitely... clock is right twice a day. Exactly, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's not perfect, (laughs) but she did do something good for the cause as far as, you know, uh, exploiting, you know, the injustice as far as how that all went down. So people may not like Kim Kardashian, but I can say that was definitely... uh, one one for the for the for the ages I mean, for what she Donald did. Donald Trump is a jerk, and <laughs> so you got to understand it. You know, he you at the end of the day, some justice happened for a black person. Mm-hmm. So however it came about, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Right. The pawn that he played with bringing Kim Kardashian to the White House, I thought it was a direct smack in the face to all black people everywhere. But the truth of the matter, I mean, just because it's like. You bringing a, 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 a internet star, a fashion, I guess, I don't know what you would call Kim. Just a, she's a very uh, brand. She is brand, a businesswoman. I don't give her that. businesswoman. And she is the wife of Chicago's own Kanye West. So at the end of the day, but the, the truth of the matter is, I it, he plays so many games that I felt it was low-key a jab, like, hey, I had to bring Kim Kardashian to free a black woman. There was like, no this black is a, people. This is a joke. No, we're you know saying? But thankful that she's freed. Exactly. It, but it's a joke. Uh, I don't pay any attention right. to anything that's going on with me. I don't watch sports. I don't know anything that's happening with uh, the NBA or 
All I know is LeBron lost the again. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. I think that's just tough to put that on him. Like he's an exceptional guy, an athlete. He does things offside the court and mm-hmm. just the memes and everything. I just think it's just wait, wait, we don't kill. We the hell? But I mean, we talked about LeBron. Okay, like, got wait, you. Okay, but I don't get into it. Whatever. We have so much yeah. to do in Bronzeville and High Park. Us is black on the south side of Chicago. You don't see any cranes on the south side after West Loop. Or anything like that has been no development, and I just think I've, I've put a thousand percent of my time in developing our our communities and our businesses and friends and family. I, mean, I don't pay attention to Kanye or Kim Kardashian. I like him, or Trump, or whoever it is. He they, pretty they much mean, went. They nothing to me. They mean nothing to me. They can never do nothing for us. So why are we giving it attention? I like you. You pretty much went. You can. Tag me in when it's some shit that has something to do with Chicago. <laughs> like, outside of that, yeah, I don't I mean, care. I, 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 so I'll pay no attention to it, honestly. I, I, it gotcha. was a black lady that got free, so I was just happy about that as far yeah. as just That's that, good. There's people that yeah. help do that. My opportunity right. and my job title is to build for whoever's in need right here in front of my face. Yeah. That's real. I think the biggest thing, so two things that was really stuck, stood out to me in terms of that situation. When she did the interview subsequently afterward with Van Jones, um, the CNN, the black CNN commentator, mm-hmm. and he asked her, like, do you feel you were a pawn or that you have given legitimacy to this man's presidency? I love how Miss Ryder died through Kanye under the bus. And it's like, well, I think Kanye gave him legitimacy, so I don't think I've done anything. I'm like... But you and your own celebrity have given him legitimacy because Kanye didn't go to the White House. You took your Armenian ass to the White House. Right. Um, secondly, Tamika D. Mallory, who is very big in the March for Our Lives movement, she's a black activist. She commented on the fact. She was like, we didn't need necessarily a Kardashian to go down when the week before, and this is, of course, her being an influencer, part of that political mm-hmm. circle, having insider information. She was like, there were plenty of black activists that went to the White House the week before to petition to have Alice Johnson released. But it wasn't until Kim Kardashian, you know, went down there that all of a sudden now he's going to listen and say, you know what, in actuality, she does need to be released. I think the bigger piece that we're also forgetting is it is June 2018. Even though it shocks all of us, mm-hmm. he is up for re-election very quickly. So when mm-hmm. I'm thinking about any business plan or branding, mm-hmm. he already is thinking about like what he needs to do to run again. Yeah. So I think it's a way for him to pivot and also try and get the black vote. Now all these, you can't simultaneously be in one voice like, oh, black, you know, doing all these things, shithole countries, and everything that's disrespectful to the African diaspora, mm-hmm. and then turn around and be like, but I'm pardoning Jack Johnson. But see, I let Alice go. What about Muhammad Ali? And everyone's going, sis, Muhammad Ali doesn't need to be pardoned. That's already mm-hmm. happened. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So I think it was him just more so trying to set himself he up. He was never convicted. I mean. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so. That's what I'm saying. Like, First, nothing uh, happened. Uh, Donald yeah. Trump, if, you, if you're a black person, you, at this point in time, uh, voting for Donald Trump, I mean, I really, I mean, again. You, you ain't never coming to the cookout with to, me. Right, exactly. You <laughs> have to no question what you're really thinking about. I, I was I was a fan of Donald Trump, uh, the reality show down Donald Trump. Uh, just as a businessman, I would like look. I look at him. I was like, man, he's so funny. I thought it was pretty cool. And so um, I was one of those fifty fifty guys. Like you know, what? Uh, if he the president, he might do good. He might not. But what he has performed has been so shocking. It's been over the top shocking that uh, I, I, it's embarrassing for him to be the president of the United States of America. So. I think the thing for me was, like, I remember everyone was like, oh, this is The Apprentice. It'll be fine. 
I've hated Donald Trump since I was 19 years old, and I saw the American Experience document- documentary on the Central Park Five. Oh, yeah. And when I realized that that man took out a full-page ad calling mm-hmm. for the death penalty to be brought back on a bunch of innocent black and brown boys who were convicted on circumstantial evidence for something that was so hand, and then found out years later they didn't even do it. You know, mm-hmm. that's when I was just like, y'all can take. The golf Donald course, did it, or is yeah. It that he did? Is no, that he did it. Took out a full page wow. ad calling back for the death penalty. <clears throat> so now, if yeah. you didn't know that, completely understand where you're right. just like, oh, he's funny, he's making his bank. But I know a lot of black. See, that happened in November of 1989. Mm-hmm. I was nine months. <laughs> a lot of black people, they asses was grown mm-hmm. and trying to figure out if Whitley Gilbert was gonna go for Dwayne Wade right, or Byron. Right. So <laughs> niggas was of age you know but that's why i'm like so if you made the decision to just completely bypass the fact he's been showing his prejudice and his racism for decades you Mm -hmm. know so me just getting to the table and realizing that like through me doing my own independent research i don't say fuck donald trump because i just think like oh that's the trendy thing to say no i have legit reasons why i will never see it for at the end of the day i mean any president that i haven't seen any development that helps us as black people on the south side of chicago for the first time, uh, a general contractor in Chicago finished a project from beginning to end was when they built Whole Foods. That was the first time. Wow. So you, you got to think, that's the money. You know, my, my wife is in position where she's a project manager now, and I get to really see how much money they spend on nothing. All right. <clears throat> this is one job a set a black a white family up for, for forever. For decades. One job. You know what I mean? Like, for real. Uh, and, and the fact that black people can't have, don't have access to that type of uh, opportunity is, 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 is shocking, to say the least. The, least. the fact that private prisons are still going on is shocking, to say the least. And again, I, I don't care who's the president. If somebody addresses some real issues concerning black people, I'm all for them. But I've seen no one that has. Black sure. or white. Black or white. And my thing is Donald Trump right now is saying that the economy is the strongest it's ever been. But when Barack was in, in office, he said it was the worst. It was the lowest. <laughs> I mean. Where are we benefiting from? If we don't get out and grind our own, like real talk. We don't have anything. If we don't get out we and don't do have it anything. ourselves. We have like no equity. Our families, we have our nothing. daughters, they are nothing. looking up to us. We have absolutely nothing. We don't have an uncle or we have grandfather nothing. that has I got work. a small loan you know? of a million dollars. Excuse me. <laughs> we got to hope somebody <laughs> dies. In it, our family, well, for that should be a conversation. Loan, but first of all, my daddy died, and I didn't get a, a penny. Right, that's you know what, what I'm saying. My like, father worked hard his whole life, and he man, didn't. I mean, I, thank God, right? I mean, I'm the best man I've ever met in my life. But the truth of the matter is, we don't get nothing. You exactly. know what I mean? It, we, get nothing. we get no start, on, no starting place. That's why, why we worry about other things? And that's why we're talking about this stuff. Like, this is my sister, Joey, man. The truth of the matter is, is that. Us as a us as a people, we have to pick each other up because most people are first time graduates. You know, maybe mm-hmm. not in your family. Y'all know you. No, I am. Well, okay, so, <laughs> and that's shocking because as well read as she is, somebody was like, "You you gonna read, sister?" You know, you could tell that somebody made you do something. You know, what I'm uh, my parents had me on book report game right. lock. There but, was know, no great asking. Parents. Right. right. And, and the thing is, is that you know, my father and them, the parenting styles. Uh, have 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 evolved. I mean, his our parenting styles were, you know what? Basketball is what I know. You're going to play basketball. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter whether I was, wasn't going to be six uh, <laughs> six or none of this. Right. You going to be good at that? I can go kill him at the gym, but I couldn't provide myself. I, no one even thought about man. Why don't you go be a the an accountant or go who is be getting three percent on all the basketball? Exactly. Players. Like we don't know. So you know now, like 
that's why I love when somebody like uh, Corey has a brand that has taken over a city, mm-hmm. taken over a nation, really. I mean, uh, uh, for a large part. And then you have these people who we love and look up to, and you say to yourself, wait, you so Chicago, or you this, how come you don't have on that leader's hat? How come you don't have on that stuff? How co- I mean, and it's, it's really, it's, it's real. It's, it's, we have some real issues, and we, like, the fact that even somebody as formidable as Corey and Freeland can mm-hmm. come and we support our sister's black show and be like, oh, no, she's dope. We like her. You know what I'm saying? Thank you guys that very is, much. Th- This is an evolvement of what Chicago is now becoming. And we need some politicians. We need people to jump on board. So, you know, what Kim did, you know, it would have been good if she would have stopped by and, and, and didn't have Twitter beef with Ryan Fest and, and talk about, uh, you know, the, the great things that, get on that, that Donda's house sure. has done. You know, because <clears> Donda's house. She's never been here. Like she she's never, been right, exactly. I mean, that's that's the joke. You know okay. what I mean? I'm going to just say one thing. Completely no disrespect to Shay. I remember when Kanye debuted New Slaves on the Louis Vuitton store downtown. Everybody was going up for it. And this was he when doesn't he doesn't follow us. Exactly. I remember when he did. <laughs> I remember when he did that. And I was interviewed because, you know, of my loud mouth and opinion. So I got interviewed at WBON for the Matt McGill at the time morning show. And I remember saying, like, to me it was a contradiction because I'm like, on one end, he's talking about new slaves, but I'm like, I had all my friends that still had the wristbands, you know, that they say from when they stood out for his first Kanye release that he did, or Yeezy release that he did. And then also the fact, I'm like, but he's aligning himself with a woman. I'm like, if toilet paper, bedazzled toilet paper will get her a certain piece of the pie, like, she will endorse it. And I remember him calling in to the studio. And I remember at the moment, I was just like, okay, you got to stand by this. It don't matter who you're talking to. Like, if this is your opinion, you got to stand firm. And this is when him and Ye was still on good, like, terms. And I remember him, he was defending her. So when I saw that whole fallout happen, no, it was not a, like, hee-hee moment. It was just like, be careful who you speak for, you know, trying to go hard for. Because I'm like, my opinion of her has been the same since me and you had that conversation years ago on WVON, Mm -hmm. period. So at the end of the day, did she do something good? Yes. My opinion, like I said earlier, a broke clock is right twice a day. Mm -hmm. So is this one of those moments to me? Yes, it is. Um, and then talking about equity with black people, let's jump on into one of the few people um, that really has it. This man, I think, pulls in $2 million a week. That would be LeBron James. That's it. Which is why he can <laughs> afford to, you know, show up in them ex- exclusive auntie play suits <laughs> that he wore from that first interview he did when they were losing uh-huh. um, with $41,000 bags. I peeped the investment. I was like, okay, so that is grade A crocodile. He saw that. Good job. I, I peeped. I was like. He's an influencer. Right, I mean, pay for that. They exactly. I mean, definitely, but I'm still just like. Right. The thing is, is that when you're talking about LeBron James, you're talking about greatness on every level. Mm-hmm. I, the, the fact that he's so hated. Uh, makes me really question. I, I think he's hated more so because he's compared to Michael Jordan. Exactly, and yeah. Kobe. That's right, exactly. So you deal with that. That has to stop. That right. has to stop. First of all, he is the you know, he is the great LeBron James, James. and that's it. Thank on you. Planet Earth. Finally, Kobe and someone Jordan is was saying on that. He is great. Right in and, his own in right. that's own right, right. But that's it. The statistics the, and the comparison. I don't need to deal with no. all of that. That's disrespectful. You know, but one thing that he has done. Um, is, is he's an employed black mm-hmm. people. He's made sure 
His people. He's one of the most vocal NBA like, players I have on social. No, he he is so the so most vocal right. that I've ever heard because he's the most listened to one. And having that form, he speaks out against injustices about against black people. Right. I love that he does that. I love that he took the people that was on his high school team that he grew up with, and he has employed all of them. Um, he made them entrepreneurs. Exactly. And that's, there's a difference. This is not we all just own because my boy is on. They earn. Right. They yeah. keep. I love the fact that he doesn't they allow what they're doing mm-hmm. too. That's uh, ownership to run him. When he says, hey, I'm going to do my stuff this way or the highway. Like he's about to leave again, and great. I, I wish that he. The problem is, is that I, I wish that somebody, and I guarantee he probably will bring this together or be formidable in doing this to create our own form of NBA. Uh, because at the end of the day, we need ownership in our own stuff. Period. The product is black. Period. If you had uh, five white boys on the on the, no one will watch it. It, it no one will want to watch it. And this is a multi-billion dollar industry, and they're giving us some money, but it's, it's pecans. And the investment bankers that they're bringing in and making them invest with are stealing their money. I mean, we see that on every level. Even if you look at NCAA, these but like when you look at the trade-off, like, yeah, you didn't gave them a $75,000 scholarship, but you're not giving them anything that could, they can actually utilize. It's not like they get to be now the star player and also do their passion to become a neurosurgeon because there's no time yeah, for that. No time. All the on-roading that they have to no. do and practices and three days and all this crazy shit you got them doing. So that's why they all sitting here with degrees in general studies. They, they can't have jobs. I was a, Right, I, I, that they I don't was know a, what to do with. I was a top recruit. I was ranked number eighth in the nation when I was in high school, so... And when I went away to college, I didn't have no money. Uh, food stopped at 7 o'clock. I didn't have no food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if somebody gives you money, it's illegal. I don't have no care packages coming. My parents didn't have a penny. So right. at the end of the day, we're filling in these seats to come see us play. And we get zero because we already know the, the right. scam on that. But they're making billions <laughs> yeah. with the contracts Watch that they five, have five for the Nike, you know, tracks that, that we yeah. wearing, and the we just happy to put it on. Oh, we got Nike, we got Nike. We know, we, but five, again, five now explain that all. these minds, exactly. these minds <laughs> like that are coming together, the the people minds like like our minds. We saying, you know what? Because guess what? At one point in time, oh man, you know what? What happened with leaders? What happened with this lighthouse? And this? what happened with the freestyle? Okay, cool. Man, look, you got a couple billion. I got a couple billion. Man, let's go start our own. You know what I mean? Let's build up and let's start our own because we have to own our own. And right. we have to own the narrative. We're not pushing the narrative ourselves. We're not doing absolutely nothing. I think also, and even when I look at um, what happened with this whole, like, the sweep and everything mm-hmm. unprecedented, I don't know if there's ever been an NBA tween- team that lost, like, just straightforward game. Is it? I, can I remember? I'm, I'm sure trying to. I'm maybe. It's always been one maybe game one, but I don't remember. I don't. Not since I've been alive. But I will say this: while everything, I while I um looked at everyone who was like, you know, the memes, and we in this IG mindset, and everyone was cracking jokes. <laughs> I'm like, LeBron has to, even if he will never admit it. I don't think it's ever going to be in the biography. But I feel like he is now a victim of the system that he instituted because we went from having like where the Gary Payton stayed, where the AI stayed on their teams and the Chris Webbers, they knew like I was going to be the star player here. I'm probably never going to get a ring. It is what it is. Right. And then now you see everyone is trying to be the monsters. Everybody like just shuffling around. Well, just to be fair about it, uh, the collective bargaining agreements and, and, you know, the, the money that came in from, from TV expanded cap space. Mm-hmm. So the expansion of cap space allowed teams to be able to do it. Now, the competitive nature of man 
generally, even for me, be like, oh, no, I'm about to go up against such and such. I don't want to join forces with that. I'm going to go up and beat it. And so that was the mindset of the people. But we really don't know if that was truly their mindset because they didn't have the opportunity to go join forces. They didn't have money to, to bring them onto another team. Now, once they did have some type of money, we did see the Gary Paytons and move just at the late in their career, though, to go to right. L.A. It didn't work out. Carl Malone, remember that whole team? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, the Lakers team. Yeah, the Lakers team. You, Van Nuys. The Celtics. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, the Baron Davis, uh, who tells me uh, Van Nuys was the greatest point guard of all time. Right. You know, but at the end of the day, uh, you, you, had, you did start seeing a migrate. And then the big thing was the big ticket, which is Kevin uh, Garnett. Ke- Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. When he uh, Went to Paul Pierce. Exactly. When he, when he went yeah, to Ray Paul Allen. Pierce with Ray Allen, that yeah, set the tone. Up. And you got to realize that you just really had three really, really, really good players over there in Miami. I mean, really good. Right. And uh, and they beat the heck out of somebody. And the truth of the matter is, my wife says the exact same thing. LeBron is eating the same thing that he started. And so what LeBron is going to do is he's about to go to uh, Los Angeles Lakers. He's going to he's going to Los Angeles Lakers with Kawhi Leonard, with Boogie you Cousins. Think? And Paul George. Uh, and and Paul George. Them? They're all going there. Zoe's going to run the show. And then Isaiah Thomas is going to run their bench. Magic's going to spend every dollar that he possibly can to make it happen. And it makes sense. Why would he want to come to L.A. and tank Kobe's? You know, right. his, that's, his legacy. He's no, no, saying no. he's better than Kobe. I'm like, no, 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 no. First of all, right? he, this is his 16th season. The, the, no one talks about no one going nowhere at 16 seasons. It's not a big deal because you're generally done. He's it's still in his prime. True. Because he's crazy. the last player exactly. that came in so, from high school. I mean, he his business that he deals with is in L.A., on a, like he deals with LA business and film and TV. He's a producer. He deals with that stuff yeah, on house, a daily basis. And then I, what gave it away is Sharif <laughs> O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal's son. He answered under one of these like ball of life things mm-hmm. about where his son is going to be. They was like, I wonder what where um where, where uh, LeBron's son is going to go to school if he went to LA. And, and and Sharif was like, Oh, I know what school he's going to. He so wants, he wants to try to play in the league because he lives son. in LA. But again, mm-hmm. my whole point is, is that. You know, all of that type of stuff. I, I think that he's going to L.A. Of course, no one knows for certain. But it's just, you know, at the end of the day, it's great speculation for a great player. I think I started hating LeBron just because I grew up in a city, in a city that Mike built. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was just like, but then when I really started to look at LeBron James, like outside of just my natural loyalty to Chicago and everything that is, I definitely have come around to the point of like, Will he ever be the great on that level? No. But I respect the hell out of him just in terms of what he has done for the community and how he actively is trying to be more than just a ball player, you know? So, and he seems to be a really, (laughs) a really great family man, a really great family man as well. Like, I ain't never heard him getting no scandals. He ain't mm-hmm. out here kicking pit bull puppies. Great role like, model, absolutely. He just—he's <laughs> very <laughs> like. <laughs> actually, I was not see subconscious. I wasn't even trying to shade him. Shout out to Vic and his gorgeous family. See, that's you putting me out there. <laughs> but I ain't out here seeing him kick Rottweiler puppies in the face. Like I'll change the breed. Um, but last but not least, since I'm sitting here talking to three so successful smart, men, um, let me also just say this. I know I don't do like visuals. Let 
do not be fooled by the hoodies and hats that they got on. These are men that understand how ticker tape with the stock market works. Mm-hmm. They have things called a financial portfolio, I'm convinced. <laughs> and they have several LLCs as well as business taxes that they have to do at the end of the year. Ergo, just because they are dressed down does not mean their bank accounts are not dressed up. It's so, raining in yeah. Chicago <laughs> right now, so we have to dress around. You can't even look out the <laughs> window. We know it's all vampire. Vamp- like, I mean, which is what brings me to mm-hmm. the point of the last topic I want to say, which was good old 21 Savage. Now, my introduction to him was that he had a girlfriend named Amber Rose who was putting him, you know, on things like vegetables and fruit and the importance of drinking water. Uh, <laughs> Which you would think is rare. I mean, is 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 you would think would be right. common sense. Common like, sense, how are you? Are you rare. literally out here living no, on like quarter like, juices no, I don't, and I don't Cheetos? Drink right. <laughs> like, I don't eat vegetables. That's sad, but I, I will say there, this: man. like, I've I've watched him develop. I don't know what has happened to him, mm-hmm. but I see him moving differently than the rest of. Well, he's not a mumble rapper, but I see him moving differently than the contemporaries that he is coming up with, right? So, no shade to the little Yachty's and the little Uzi Verts and Young Thug. I love their sassy auntie swag. I think it's amazing. They have fun music. But he just recently made a statement where he was just like, I stopped wearing jewelry and I, I see myself like being way Same richer. Money, right? You know, and he made another point. He was like, all the rich people I've ever seen ain't really, you know, rocking all this ice. And that's true. I've worked with billionaires. And it wasn't until I looked and saw it, I'm like, oh, that's a $100,000 watch they got on their wrist. But yet they are dressed down in, like, Doggers. all khakis <laughs> right. and pla- real subtle tones. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I don't know what. So do you get Amber Rose credit for that? Because Kanye has said similar stuff to how she inspired him to think differently about fans and things of that nature. So. I think the problem that I, when I look at Amber Rose, what annoys me, and it's not Amber Rose. Amber Rose, I think, falls victim to what society expects for a woman to be. You look at Amber Rose, especially seeing how she came from what a, a Sue's, or she came from like a popular strip club. Mm-hmm. She is stacked like, like a brick house, mm-hmm. right? She's. She's hypersexualized, not because I feel like she tries to, but I mean, she likes wearing what she likes to wear. Now, if that involves like her showing off her boobs and her hips or her ass, that's her. But everyone looks at her and then thinks like, oh, she's just another IG girl. Mm-hmm. I think Amber Rose is very smart. I think also a product of who you are as a person is looking at your children. Her son is damn near a genius. Right. That little boy was using words like translucent at two. Like, right. <laughs> I know adults who can't even define it, let alone pronounce it. Um, so I think she... So she's dealt with men who have really had vision. Yeah. Right. Last three. And I don't, think, I don't think she's a Wiz woman without vision. 21 and Kanye, they all really have vision. They have their own thoughts. What do you think exactly. about her slut walk, you know? Per. I'm not gonna lie. When I first, I'm like, okay, flip this. Y'all can ask me questions. Joy has answers as well. But when I first saw the slow walk, I had to do more research into it because I assumed mm-hmm. and wrongfully so. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this is just her trying to find a way to unify all the bitches that just want to be naked and mm-hmm. just have an excuse to do it outside of carnival. But then right. when I really started to um, go through. 
like what she was saying on mm-hmm. it. And now she calls herself a feminist. I'm not. I'm a womanist because there's no intersectionality between white feminism and black women. That's what's going on exactly right. i always see white women oh we only make 68 cents shut up like i'm making we're the same as you guys who went through slavery then right. you right. <laughs> tell <laughs> that to Emmett Till because right. Right. quiet as this cap carolyn brian grant or nephew is the governor of mississippi Sippy, right. so don't talk to well, me about yeah. like oh white women have just had it so hard shut up yeah, not to you but just saying <laughs> <laughs> um that's disrespectful. Right. So when I when I look at Amber Rose and the fact that she is a feminist, she definitely does try and take on social issues. Um, That's a trend now, though. But It is a trend, but I will say I feel like she walks the walk a little bit more. Like, I, I do always look people kind of suspect when I'm like, you're a social activist. Why you got a PR person? Like, or you out here like, oh, man, I'm going to come to this event. Who else is going to be there? Like, case in point, like, case, I just met you today, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, my affiliation with you all, I don't have, like, millions of followers, but the thing is, like, you all believe in my message, so you support me. Yeah. And because you respect them, you was like, fine, fuck it, I'm gonna come through and see what she's talking about, I presume. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, at the end of the day... I got a text an hour ago. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was like, Joy, who I don't know that damn Joy? Like, I just knew you knew her crazy joke. I knew you knew her. But that's what I'm saying. Like, when you have something of substance, it doesn't matter if like you have the clout yet, because people will rock with real, will rock with you if you real. Right. And it is a hustle, especially in Chicago. Oh, the social activism, the hope hustle is alive and well. Man, the Play the Negro committee. Oh, oh sis. <laughs> Um, if I hear one more, we going to off the street club, you know, 112 black men, we doing this event. I'm like, okay, but I don't see y'all talking to the G Herbos. I don't see y'all talking to the, the Bibbies. Y'all only fuck with Tucson a little bit because you know he actually got their ear, but you won't actually do anything that will require you to go into the lion's den and to talk. And if we're, I know I'm totally diverting, but the main reason why they won't do it is because now you have to face your own bullshit in the face Mm -hmm. because these are the youth that you have failed. These are the kids that you threw away. And now you look at them as problems. And like Adam Smith said in his iconic book from the 1700s, Common Sense, if you deny people from everything that they need to better themselves, to rise above, you cannot then make these and turn around and punish them Mm -hmm. because they are your mistake. So Mm -hmm. you sitting here now want to be, oh, these kids are going to college. Everyone has genius level talent. That ain't just a cute Jay Z comment. It's the fucking truth. Well, you're you so smart. You know that you know every topic about everything. But, but I'm going to tell you something. Right, yeah, she's definitely One of the things that that ended up occurring is when the Black Bill movement started to happen in the Bronzeville and all that type of stuff. Was the you know people they they understood that they were coming up themselves and, and businesses were booming but what they did is they put a circle around it and didn't want to open their hands out right. it was the Wakanda theory keep all of my secrets to ourselves and so that's why they salute other people who created their own brands from nothing it's not second hand generation it's not generational wealth that's been passed down you know you got the young brothers that are starting their own things for mm-hmm. fresh and we starting we the new generation of wealth in our families but the us as black people, we got to understand that we only as good as the people that we help. We only as good as how much we love. And, and that's something that we have to make sure that we start to uh, implement in that type of culture as well. So, right. And, and another thing about Kanye and, and, and Amber Rose, I, from knowing Kanye well, I, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's such a, I Where's think my albuterol? Any, he just right. makes my passages close. Anything, anything really to me, 
and I know this is probably like a very unpopular opinion, but my thoughts are just this. I think that any woman that he deals with is something good about her because he has some very good elements about himself. I know that they might be hard to see right now, but the truth of the matter is like when the within somebody is good. And so even when I think about Kim and I think about Amber, I always say, man, it's probably some really good woman to some degree. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, and I'm course. not shading. I've heard Kim Kardashian is actually really nice. Yeah, no, I, I believe that she really is. I think that she's a genuinely nice person. I just believe that what happens in L.A. can't be compared to what's happening in Chicago, unfortunately, because they live a different life. Right. I mean. Yeah, Chris Jenner, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you expect? What I mean, tickled me is when she was like, I'm going to have my children run. I'm like, your kids are like fetuses still. So we got to wait 20 right, years so, and yeah, another you know, generation yeah, so, of black people. They don't want to say that and the kid come off their mind. They just. Right, because let me tell you something. I'm going to keep it real. I'm happy I grew up poor or, you know, in a lower income home. Because I can't promise you that if I grew up like Theo Huxtable, <laughs> that I'm going to sit here and come from Cal... You want me to come from Calabasas and do what? You want me <laughs> crazy. My yeah. ass, I'm going to be a Soho house kicking it. <laughs> like, and that's the mm. answer. Yeah. But I, mean, yeah. I definitely feel the 21 Savage, I think, shows a level of depth. That I think is good and a different aspect for a lot of youth to see. Even when I hell, when I look at G Herbo, he a family man. This mm-hmm. he for real got like mm-hmm. a son, his baby mama, girlfriend, fiance. I don't know what's going on, but they seem to be you know doing quite mm-hmm. well and having their own shit together. So I'm like, the tide is turning in terms of like these young men realizing like, okay, you know what? Let me think outside of just the glitz and glamour, mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful thing. So. Alrighty, so moving right along. Thank you, gentlemen. See, pop culture, y'all survived. Y'all didn't have to answer no makeup questions. <laughs> like, well, 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 look who decided to finally bring herself to Chicago. Summer is here, guys. Mother Nature finally decided to let all of us see sunlight, and I am here for it. So best believe I'm going to be at somebody's kickback all June, July, August, and possibly a little bit of September. You know that first month I always be popping with some Cavassier VSOP, the only drink that is worth drinking for summertime to get it in. I hope you're doing the same, and let's get it back with Joy Has Questions. Um, But moving, this is my favorite part, which is, so I have a question, so I'm definitely going to grill y'all. Okay. Not too bad. Um, <laughs> Looking at you all, just a bunch of bomb-ass black men, um, in your prime still, y'all basically on y'all LeBron shit. So I really want to know, like, how did you all get started? You know, have you all maintained this level of loyalty where ain't nobody, like, you know, not passing the dressing at Thanksgiving because of a business meeting that y'all ain't agree on some shit the day before? So have you all, like, not only maintained the loyalty, but how did you all get started with one another? Well, in 1996, Ooh, me and Corey started off Crew Sports with my brothers. We started a store called Crew Sports. Crew Just Sports. To try- just to, yeah. to, to, he might not tell you, Crew Sports to ish, to Chicago is what what what's the man name who uh, the, the the dude from Harlem? What did he used to have? Dapper Dan. Okay, that was the mecca of black fashion in Chicago. Um, every celebrity that came through Chicago came through Crew Sport Crew Sports. It was mandatory. Uh, they revolutionized the clothing business. There was no Arab clothing stores around. It was them. And they ran the gamut. It was like how Lark was. This is how Crew Sports was. Oh, my God. And y'all like were, paid in full without yeah. the drug yeah, trade. Oh, no, this oh, is no. amazing. You, you like. understand. <laughs> black business doing black real, I mean, doing big business numbers. I mean, they were, 
you know, and I didn't even really, I knew of them as it, I was, I was right around the edge, but I was a little younger and I would come in and I'd just be like, man, this is just amazing. I couldn't believe black people really run this business. It was, it was very iconic. Well, See? you okay. know, we work for the system. So like I said, Corey was a teacher. Me and my brothers worked the post office and it was, really, yeah, we hated it. We were like, there's no way we can sit here <laughs> and do this for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So we just came up with a concept, just trying to inspire, you know, different you know, younger brothers just to mm-hmm. start their own. And we just, by God be the glory, it worked out perfect. You know, we fell down, we came up, you know, Corey started his own different brand. He's worldwide now. He's been yeah. over to 200 different countries. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know how he does it, but oh, yeah. I just like Absolutely. to stay in LA or Miami. He, <laughs> right? he, he got his passport life like free. He's out of here. And just I'm trying all to get that my came, stamps up. Okay, Corey, yeah. let's do a little comparison. Oh, no, no, no. His, no, ain't nobody compared to Corey's stamps. His stamps is, <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm He's on book three. Up. Catch <laughs> right. up, little girl. I'm like, no, Eric okay. and Mikhail, you know, Eric came up with the concept Lighthouse and just took the food industry to another level. And that's mm-hmm. why we are right here together with him right now. Yeah, because so, I mean, it all kind of comes from <clears> a circle because um, Freeland... He married my cousin Ashley, my, which is my first cousin. They got married. Mm-hmm. Had to keep <laughs> this so money in the family. That's my first cousin. Yeah, right. and that's his first cousin. Oh. My father's a brother. And so okay. when Corey had his store, he had his store first on 53rd Street. And so, you know, you had Dave Jefferson, Harper Square, and mm-hmm. then Corey had Pop-o. his store on 1354 East, East. 53rd Street. Right. And he, I remember, like, like you know, it, it, Corey used to be like a very, like, just honorary and just, you know, <laughs> on his business, he's looking around, he, just, he got his uh, shirts, it's a small little spot. And I used to just go in there and I used to just pick out shirts. And I just used to be like, man, this is just amazing. Like, he just, and then, like, so he would allow black vendors to come put their clothes in. Javin mm-hmm. had created court classics. Wow. He put the court <laughs> classics court in class. there. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it mm-hmm. was like, I'm just sitting there looking at him. And then, so guess what? So, next thing you know, he leaves 53rd Street. And he moves to a bigger location on Cottage Grove. Am I sequentially in order? Chicago made us leave because they Washington Mutual bought the building. They gave us 30 yes. days to leave. Mm-hmm. 30 days to so yeah, they found a location right. in 30 days. So Trash. thus leaders 1354 because of the address 1354. Right. Right. Okay. And so you, he used to have, uh, I remember, he used to have uh, Zoe, you know, who created Fashion Geek. His arms of opening up, he would let Zoe sell stuff out of his shop. Zoe, you think Zoe working there? I remember Corey one time. He was like, Zoe, Zoe doesn't work here. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe does not work here. <laughs> Call his cell phone. You know what I mean? I, was, I used to just be like, I used to just come in and just observe. I'm an observing person because I was learning from them how to do business. Then you take the mastermind of the clothing industry, uh, and he ends up, man, now he's down in the loop. I mean, he's downtown. Mm-hmm. Now you got a black man with a real big time business downtown. Next to the Jabot right. shop. Next to the Jabot shop. My brother <clears throat> was influential as far as fashion went in Chicago. Um, he was the one who used to dress Kanye and be like, come on, put this on. No, no, not that. Put this on. You know Thank what I'm saying? God my brother, somebody took the baby. wheel with that. Right. My brother was, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my brother is a very, he's very much into fashion. And so when they would have shows and stuff like that and go, you know, they would always support my brother. My brother would always support them. I can think of 10 raps that they say leaders. And, you know, it's just, it was just a beautiful community. And I just used to be just a little younger, just sucking it all up. Right. And he didn't know that I was just studying how he was moving and how he did things. Even when he moved, he said something else very important. He says, man, I paid off all of the people to make sure that the next black person that was doing what I'm doing, they don't have a, a skewed 
view of black people doing business. He says a little stuff, and I just be like, man, that's how you got to do it. Like, he is the bomb. I mean, Pain give it up to Corey. Like, on yeah, time. Thank Yoki. you. Pain. Pain. No, There's man no is, CPT or CP time with this. This like. man, you, you got to think. I mean, all of the icons out of Chicago from Vic Mensa, Chance the Rapper, all of them started interning with this man. All the dope artists, all of the new artists, the new uh, artists of the century, they used to work exactly. with him. You know what I mean? He Anthony took Davis, black people and yeah. he gave them a sense of pride that couldn't be matched. So when I came to Hyde Park to 53rd Street, all I did was follow the same format. Exactly. All I did was follow Corey's format and say, you know what? You want a job? Come on. You're a creative? Come on. Come create up in here. That's exactly what he did. And, and that's honestly how I even met you. Like, me and my girl, like, when the LA Fitness first opened, me and Maya, every Saturday, would just come in and get food and then, you know, go <laughs> right, about our business. Girl, yeah. But I'd be like, oh, black business. I ain't got to get this raggedy ass Subway no more. <laughs> like, yeah. thank God it has flavor. It's right. still healthy. Oh, so yeah. That was my girl, yeah. I think this is, it is a sense of community. So in regards to you, like, you know, because you hear all these accolades and everybody's just like, yo, like, you did pave the way. Like, is the, pre- like, do you feel like there's ever a sense of pressure or the responsibility is too much? Or you're just like, this is what I asked for, so I need to just show up and deliver? No, I was just... Uh, I don't know, I'm just blessed and was raised right. I just take my brother like, I've always been a team player. It was never about me. I was a baseball player growing up. It was about a team effort. And the baseball guys are the smartest guys, you know. All right. That's my favorite story. What position were you? Second base. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. You got to have your eyes open all the time. Every position does. True. uh, Just always been a team player. And that's just, uh, whoever was willing to work hard, we just work with. We just, we kept it simple. That's basically it. I think that's... The best talent in the world comes out of here. Hebrew Brantley is the number one artist, black artist in the world behind. Like, maybe Tywa Kahende, but things of that nature. And Chance was maybe the most influential musician of our time. It's the youth and Vic Mensa and... Like BJ the Chicago Kid just finished mm-hmm. second in the Grammys to Lila Hathaway's come up with GLC. How could I forget them? Mickey Austin. Mm-hmm, of course. Oh man, Rocky Fresh, Vic mm-hmm. Lloyd, Joe Fresh Goods, who's getting mm-hmm. tons of checks from McDonald's. I'm and, so proud of him. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, they all work for me and grew up. They all entrepreneurs. Everybody who ever worked for me is a very, very, very successful entrepreneur right now. So, can I have an internship? No, I can't. <laughs> like, clearly, this is the key. You like, roll, and if you come in and double it and triple our business that way, we always offer that. No, no, really double and triple it. That's real. No, but you know, you can say I can triple your business doing this, and this is the role I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you opportunity. And that's dope. I think that's amazing. I think also what you all represent is the fact of there's a lot. What is it called? Like hype beast. You know, everybody want to hop on shit when it's popular now when it's has the buzz and there's an aspect of Chicago where I feel like it's either one end of the spectrum is like that and then the other end is like no like we really fuck with you period so I think there's a level of you have to have a level of intuitiveness to also know how to move because everyone can talk good Chicago is the city of hustlers we everybody gotta hustle and and a, a good, like, rap that we can spit to somebody. So you have to really hone in on the intuitiveness in terms of, like, is this a, a business risk worth take, taking what is going to be the potential return on investment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not only just in terms of what you can get monetarily, but also is it going to enrich you as a person? Chicago, like, you all have been able to maneuver not only on, you know, 
on the ground level in terms of actually connecting with the people and getting the hood behind you or just people in general. But you all have also mastered doing that navigation when it comes to City Hall. And I think that's a piece that a lot of people don't consider in general, but especially in Chicago. So how do you all like balance the fact of like, how do you all balance like maintaining those type of relationships so that you can actually like get or get the businesses off the ground or get everything? Like, how do you do that? Or what advice would you give to someone who's trying to figure out like, okay, how do I navigate City Hall? Well, one of the differences between us versus everybody else is we are visionaries, but we only as good as the work that we put in. And so City Hall can't do nothing for you if you just got a dream and you go to bed. I can't expect nobody, no politician to help anything that I'm doing. I don't expect them to help anything that I'm doing. We're going to make it happen amongst each other. And they start to say, you know what, I like what they're doing. And, you know, if you got something that you want to come get involved in, we don't shut the door on politicians. But we are self-sufficient. We can do things on our own. And the more self-sufficient that you become, uh, I think that the more politicians will want to team up with you and mm-hmm. get on board and help you do the things. I got a meeting. We're about to open a new Mickey's on the west side. And I'm meeting with the alderman over there tomorrow at 2.30, uh, 12.30. Are you ready? Who? Yeah, so I don't even know the uh-huh. <laughs> But the truth of the matter is, is that I didn't ask for the meeting. I said, I want this space. And they said, hey, I want to work with you because I like what you're doing. Right. And and that's what, you know, we try to be as proactive as possible. Never you know, start a business thinking that your business has to be hinged upon getting money from a politician. Uh, good luck on that. <laughs> Not in this city, but um, <laughs> when I tell you I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed having you all, you all have made my Sunday. I'm um, super, and definitely, Ooh. definitely inspired me just in terms of keep going with my own brand. Yeah. Like, it has been definitely inspirational in terms of me to keep going and to have, like, not only just true legends within the Chicago community, but just to be so humble and down to earth, like you can have your shit popping, you can be amazing. And if you don't have that humility, still that foundation, it's all for not. Cause I'm like, it doesn't matter, but no, thank you gentlemen so much thank for you. coming thank in. You, um, um, this week for my motivational message, especially after just having three amazing black men come in and talk to me about like life and politics and the black struggle and how they are doing everything in their power to elevate black people and to celebrate blackness. Um, it is, I just feel like it's weirdly just opposed with my own personal feelings because this has been just a very somber week in the sense of recognizing that Life is very difficult. It's very hard. And sometimes not everyone, you know, can survive the pressures, the struggles, those inner turmoils or demons. Um, This isn't about color, creed, demographic, sexuality, none of that bullshit. Uh, We lost Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade. And then I found out yesterday that a classmate or a schoolmate, I should say, he was a year below me, took his own life. So that is three entities in one week that I know that committed suicide and I saw like this surge and this push in terms of everyone saying like you know reach out if you you know feel yourself being in that dark place or seek help and all these verbs that put action you know and definitely was it was definitely mentioned in a positive way you know like oh your life is worth something don't don't resort to taking it but at the end of the day When it's all said and done, Joy has questions. I know my brand is based on like, oh, starting that side hustle. 
there's nothing that you can start. There's nothing that you can do that will ever take the place or quiet those thoughts of inadequacy or that inner turmoil that you have, which is why it is so important, so important to have your tribe, so important to, you know, do self-help, so important to recognize that there is a problem and to constantly discuss it with your loved ones because you will find that they are going through their own struggles, they are going through their own insecurities, they are going through their own trials and tribulations. And if you do that, that's when you can then, I feel, start to confidently build the foundation for whatever your hopes and dreams are. Because depression is real. Mental health in this country is real. We mention everything else. If you're fat, no disrespect to fat people, but if you're fat, you go to a cardiologist or a nutritionist. If you have cancer, you go to an oncologist. Why don't we do that for people with mental issues? We hide and we suffer in secret instead of voicing the issues or voicing the pain that we're in. And then one day it's too much to handle and you look up and you're getting text messages saying that so-and-so has, is no longer with us. Or you wind up getting a CNN you know, report from your phone or watching it on the news that the woman who created one of your favorite handbag brands is now dead. I know this world, especially in the time that we are living in with 45, is just stressful on a whole nother level but what I definitely can say is that fuck the branding fuck the perceptions of what we think our lives should look like on IG or different social media outlets we need to truly make sure that before we are trying to sign off on any LLC that we also have our own lives together and that we also are happy Because a life without happiness, there's no point to start anything, a business, to try and focus on your dream. And you can't even focus on your self-worth. So I really want everyone this week going into Monday to really think about if you are struggling with something, feel comfortable to talk to someone else about it. And don't worry that you are sitting here and, you know, putting your issues onto your loved ones. That's what we are all here for. And I definitely know I have benefited from days where I have reached out to someone myself and just like, you know what, I'm having an extremely hard day. And when it came down to it, I felt better after I had talked to someone. Um, I hope everyone has an amazing week. I am still sitting on a cloud. I cannot believe I just had like the founder of Leaders 1354, the founder of Mickey's and Lighthouse, like These men worked with cash money. Like, I just, my head is spinning. Um, And I just hope that everyone has an amazing week as well um, or has the feeling that I have right now of just happiness and accomplishment. I love you all. Thank you so much. Have an amazing uh, rest of your day. And I will catch you all next Sunday when we are shooting the shit. Talk to you all later. Bye.